Hi, I'm Sung Ray. I'm something else. Here, Black Girl Soul, a podcast where we discuss the Asian dramas we love from a Black female perspective. We are looking to be entertained, to learn about other cultures, and share our passion for these shows. Welcome. Welcome to Black Girl Soul with me, something else, and Song Ray. Today, we will discuss one of our favorite 2019 dramas, Search WWW. It is a 16-episode drama focused on the career and love life of the female lead, Bae Tami, played by M. Soo Jung. Primarily, the conflicts are related to office politics, the relationships between her and her co-workers, their love lives, and their families. Along with M. Soo Jung, this drama also stars E. Dahi, Young Hai Jin, Jang Ki Young, E. J. Wook, Sung Hyo, and Kwan He Hao. Please forgive my mispronunciations. Now on to the show. Sung Ray, give me your overall impression of this series. What did? How would you grade it? Would you recommend it to others? Definitely would. Um, when I first initially watched it on Vicky, I gave a review and my review was a 10 star. And I'm not a person who like goes to the hills, but I did a 10 star. And basically it was one of the best dramas I had watched in quite some time. I love Tammy and Scarlett. They were awesome. The OST was to die for. The writers just really did an outstanding job. I loved every second of it. Okay. And it's the same for me. I would recommend it to others. I I kind of would recommend it to others as a first drama to watch because it's very Americanized in some ways. And if you're an American viewer, I think that it would be a good drama to kind of welcome you into the genre of television shows. I would grade it an A. And my overall impression was just that it was very modern, very forward thinking, forward moving. What drew you to the show initially? I think what drew me to the show was that it was about the internet. Uh, <laughs> I'm a avid, you know, I like the internet. I like computers. I like technology. And then seeing something that was internet based, I kind of wanted to see where they were going with that. So search WWW already pulled my, my interest. I'm sorry. And it happened to have Jang Ki-young, who I really, really liked as an actor, and I wanted to see what he was up to. Okay. And and for me, what initially drew me to the show was you, because you were raving about this show, and you come over to visit, and I was like, okay, I'll watch one episode, and next thing you know, after you left, I was like, okay, I have to keep on watching, because this show is the bomb. But now let's kind of talk about our observations, and just kind of go back and forth because there's so much to talk about the show. What was one of the most interesting aspects of the show to you? I think one of the most interesting aspects was as I watched and what really kind of like made me go, oh, on top of this, this too, they had the, it's a combination, but they had strong female leads in the drama. Mm-hmm. Who, that's usually not something you see as a front lead in a Korean drama, like you have the matriarch, the grandmother or the person of that nature, but it was like almost all the women were very strong and domineering type of characters. And I like that. 
Then they also even had an African American woman, and that like kind of did me. And she didn't have a just the back. She was not a main character by any means, but her role was as a head. She was the head of something, and she was over a large corporation. And I was like, okay, now this this I could get with. Right. I mean, it was very. You know, when they talk about the male gaze, about how American, I apologize. I'm rebuking that because I don't know her ethnicity. I looked for her very hard, but she was of the diaspora, African diaspora. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, I I didn't think she was American, but I don't know. Something about her speech made me think she was something else. And she didn't have to be American. It's just, it was interesting. Um, But you know how they talk about the male gaze and they talk about, you know, things coming from, or, you know, media coming from a male perspective. This show was all about the female perspective. And there are a lot of dramas that come from the female perspective, but this was like that on steroids because unlike other shows with female heroines, this one was about feminism, female power, you know, really about the inner workings of the female mind, you know, female aggression was a, a hot button issue because the, the bad guy, if you will, was a female. And they didn't just make the women strong in this show. The men were kind of coming off a little weak. Right. They were the secondary figures. Not that they didn't matter, but they they didn't affect the story as much. They were there to support the lead. I would say the most passive character on the show was Scarlett's boyfriend, and then, like, if you had to no, put it in order. I think it was Jim Wu, uh, Guy King's husband. That was the director or whatever? It was the other show. What was the other portal company she worked for? She I forget that. And went to Barbero is where she wound up. Whatever the name of the first one was, the woman who wound up taking over her spot and being the, the lead. Well, it's not even taking over her spot. She's the one who threw Tammy under the bus. The one who had the husband who was married to, and her his mother-in-law was the super domineering right but that's what i'm saying that was the i call him you know what it's like we all have nicknames for folks because these names are killing me they're killing me it's all my fault like i need to get up on my korean game but the husband the guy who was pretty much the husband out of all the like i think he was more submissive than scarlet's love interest jiwon jihuan see she you girl at least tried to like he didn't know how to tell her how he really felt. That part I got. But I feel like the husband, the husband was worse because he just like kind of rolled over on so many fronts in my mind. He he just didn't even, he didn't try to be the head of the household in any manner. Right. I mean, I, I definitely agree. I think I definitely agree that he had years in the game of being passive, right? He was passive to his mother. He didn't have his wife's back, you know? And so that's why when she was looking for a divorce, he he was even passive in the way that he supported her. You know, like he kind of towards the end, like towards the middle to the end of the show, he was definitely making movements. Like you knew he was doing things. He just wasn't, it wasn't a function of him being passive. It was a function of his his role, like, he was, what is it, the Chaibo family? He he was, like, that was how they moved. You know, like, when you see very wealthy people, they're not, like, going to punch you in the face. They're going to be more passive and 
subvertive in their movements. That's why I kind of looked at Scarlett's boyfriend. He completely, he didn't even control his career. Like she came in, knocked him off, off his feet and she was like running him the whole time. The whole, the only exception is at the very end when he was kind of like, like they didn't want her to be like, you're going to be with me. So they, squished it around, you know, so at the last minute he was showing he had some kind of strength about him. But yeah, we're just gonna have to disagree because because I really feel like he at least presented and let it be known that he cared. But because Scarlett was such a loud, overpowering type of figure almost, I felt like he didn't know how to respond to her. Whereas with the husband, heck, you've been dealing with her for years. What the hell is your problem? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So there's, you know, female power. Yeah. And so there's Tammy's dad, because that was another submissive man. Oh, right, right, right. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> to the degree that he was mad at her because she wasn't like, he was submissive, but only to power. He controlled his wife and he thought he controlled his daughter. Right? So he was telling Gahun, is that her name? What was her name? Shoot. Yeah, Gahun, the one, the, we're going to have to give her a nickname, like the bad guy, the first bad guy. Hello. Husband's wife. <laughs> right, right. Like, it's that messy. It's that messy that we're trying to like, because see, see, okay, so let's but be I clear for Gahun. Gahun. Okay, so let's be clear for you. K-Y-U-N-G-Kun. Okay, so, so let's make it clear for the the listeners right so we have tammy who is the lead scarlet who was her enemy and became her bff then gakun who was tammy's mentor betrayed tammy and was scarlet's childhood friend and low-key kind of betrayed her too just because you know scarlet thought she knew who gakun was and then found out later on no you don't so those are the the top three, just to make it clear. Because you know we in the middle of all of this. I hope you, you listeners have watched the show because or spoiler alert. Watch. <laughs> spoiler alert. Okay, like we are not going to. There's so much to this show. We cannot break it all down. We cannot like give you a play by play on this one. You have to watch it. It's worth the watch, you guys. You have to watch it. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I noticed. Let speaking of Gakun. She's a gangster. She may have been quiet in the beginning. She was quiet because you didn't realize that once she was like a snake in the grass. And she was quiet because she had been taught and told that she had to like take those hits. But what you don't know is she's a gangster. Because one of my favorite scenes was when they went to that funeral and her husband's cousin's young wife was talking recklessly. And then when they got into the bathroom, she slapped the crap out of that chick. She was catching her her hair up. She was not playing straight gangster. Just punked her like old school, old high school G in the bathroom. I loved it. And this is for a character that at the time I did not like. But you could see that she was, you know, struggling. She was She was uncomfortable. What do you think? And I have to agree. I feel like in whatever respect she felt like she could maintain some type of 
Maybe she was going to have it and hold it. And you do not get to come in here. We are already on the, the outskirts of this because the husband kept on referring to himself as a black sheep. We're already on the outskirts of this with the, the mom. The mother is only dealing with me because of this position I'm holding. and I'm helping her run her, her gambit, which we'll talk about a little later because I want to get into the legislation of what was going on with this whole situation. But um, dealing with all that was her her hold like I'm sucking this and I'm dealing with this and so these are the things that I gotta take I ain't gotta take this from you and I'm not taking it and she made it clear I ain't taking this right 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 so what else did you notice about the show what was your Um, next observation my top major one was the younger men older women Mm. not that this is a new concept this happens quite frequently in k-dramas and it is what it is but I just paid attention to like kind of how the scenes were set and how things went to play. And it just made me realize, whoa, okay, we got some severe age gaps here. So Park Morgan, which is Tammy's love interest, Tammy being the lead, her love interest is 28. She's 38. That's 10 year difference. Then you have over here where Scarlett, the guy that we were talking about earlier as being the submissive man, uh, Ji Xuan, and Juan, I could be saying that wrong again, but H-W-A-N, <laughs> J-I-H-W-A-N, he's 30. She's 37. So I'm like, okay, we've got some serious. Now, when I looked up the gangster yeah, and got the husband, yeah, the gangster and the husband, they were equally yoked in sense that she was, I think, 40 and he was 48. So okay. theirs wasn't, you know, set in the sense of the older man, younger woman, because I was trying to see if there was a trend. There wasn't a trend for those two. But for the other one, Tammy and Park Morgan and then uh, Scarlett and Actor, those no. those had that uh, breakdown. And I thought that was kind of interesting. And just how the relationships worked, because with Tammy and Park Morgan, Tammy wanted to be the dominant, I'm going to run this my way. And he wasn't going for that. He he was coming right back. Tammy wanted to be that that dominant person, but she, Park Morgan wasn't really going for it. Whereas over here, when something else mentioned about um, Scarlett and the actor, the actor was much more submissive and allowed Scarlett to kind of run things and have his have her way. And I kind of like like those two dynamics, just watching those shows. And then you also had one of Tammy's ex love interest who came and remember he was dating some girl that she knew somehow who was like a, a internet sensationalist. She was like an Instagram chick. Right. Do you remember that? And so she was younger than him too, because that girl was like in the same range as Park Morgan, whereas that guy was Tammy's age because they had gone to school together. So I just kind of paid attention to you had some of these age differences going on, but in particular, the younger men, older women. Now, how right. How you and, feel about that? Well, see, here's my thing. Like, as we all know, and if you don't know, welcome. Uh, Sung Ray likes a younger man. Like, <laughs> let me say it again. If you didn't know, Sung Ray likes a younger man. And so I knew this show was for you when I saw that Babyface was checking for the lead. I was like, this dude looks like she, he needs to call her, you know, Nuna or whatever whatever they call, or Nona or whatever. Or, or, you know, like totally. That's why initially I was not for it because I was just like, no, that's that's not cute at all. But the thing is that age difference opened the door 
to some of the issues that he was having and resolving. Like it was age appropriate for him to have to resolve his issues with his biological mother, right? Because yes. if he had been Tammy's age, you would have figured that stuff would have been fixed and, and handled. And it was both beautiful and heartbreaking to see how he reached out. Like he had a level of maturity to him that superseded his age because of how he dealt with his biological mother, how he was willing to like deal with Tammy and her trying to figure her stuff out. You know, even the fact that he was like, he loved Tammy so much, he was willing to give up like marriage and kids, because I don't know exactly why Tammy had a problem with marriage and children, but never delved into it, but she did. Right. So much so that she was turning away dudes. She turned away her ex because he wanted that. So that's why I kind of felt that they were a couple that would not end up together because Tammy had a long history of like putting the kibosh on dudes, like straight up going, oh, you want, you want marriage? Deuces. You know, she was used to that. But Park Morgan was just steady, steady in his attention to her, his love for her, patient with her. But that whole parental abandonment stuff, that was just, oh, I just, I cried for him. And I even went back and watched the scene where he meets with his biological mother's husband and I was like oh you know because you could see that whomever that actor was you could see he was good that man really played like he had just lost his wife and he was and he was trying to do you know he was a good guy and he was trying to do right and it's almost like tragic because why didn't the biological mother just bring him home welcome him into her family like it was just it was trifling I don't know it was weird Right. But his age kind of supported that storyline. Right. So one of the things that stood out to me was the juxtaposition between or the comparison or the contrast. Maybe those are better words between the traditional and the modern. The show was very, very much about preferring modern things. They deliberately moved the audience from a traditional stifling atmosphere of Tammy's original employer to the freer, more expansive company, Biro. When Tammy and her team have to pick non-Korean names, you know, when uh, Ga Kyun um, even decides to get a divorce, we have watched many a drama where getting a divorce is forbidden, you look like crap if you get divorced, the whole nine yards. And here is a woman in the middle of the show going, not at the end of the show, like after all this stuff saying, oh, finally, I'm going to get a divorce. No, in the middle of the show, she's like, I'm getting a divorce from this powerful family and I'm not going to roll over, you know? And then you have Scarlett. Okay, so this is a little thing to happen and you have to speak to that because it's like it showed up for a second and then it disappeared. Scarlett and Guy Kieran kind of flirted with lesbianism. Like there was like, yes. And I wanted to kind of touch on that too. But then like, here's the thing. And I just have to be a hundred percent honest. I kind of feel like sometimes people assume feminism and the ideal of being a strong woman automatically means lesbianism. That's Mm. not true. And I don't like that those things are always kind of intertwined as though they're the same thing. They're not the same thing. Being a strong woman doesn't mean you like women. 
being a strong woman means that you are for women empowerment. You're about women being in positions that are equitable and equated to the others in their lives, be it men, other women, you know, racial, whatever. I feel like that's a kind of weirdism that happens. And yes, you're right. It did show up. And I was kind of wondering, is that why they were leading to everyone having these relationship crises? Because everybody was in some type of relationship crisis. You have Scarlett finding this guy, but she not even being a hundred percent sure she likes him and wants to deal with him and like kind of right. flirting and not really knowing you got uh Gakun divorcing her husband and they were already right. in a very loveless relationship. So I just couldn't figure out, okay, are we leading to this? Is that where that's going? Like, I don't know. I can't tell you why they put that there because it was never developed. It was just kind of like hinted at. And I don't know, did they have a lesbian relationship in college? And it I was, don't know. I don't know. It was, it was super, super confusing. It was just weird. But yeah, that was one of the the whole hint at lesbianism. That was some modern type stuff, if ever there was one in Korean dramas. I mean, they've always flirted with like homosexuality, like different shows will will kind of use it as a plot device. First shop coffee prints, you know, the female lead was pretending to be a boy and the male lead thought through most of the show that she was a male as he fell in love with her. So, I mean... I don't have a problem with it at all. It's just interesting that they, for a show that was more serious, they kind of really, like, to the point that I think in one scene, Gakun embraces Scarlet or pulls her away. Like, she, something happens and she, like, kind of has her in her arms. I was like, is this where they're going with the show? I was like, okay. Uh, <laughs> so, and then another thing is, at the end, oh, let me say it like this. Okay, so another traditional versus modern thing that I noticed about the show is that because Tammy is, you know, kind of anti-romance and, you know, marriage and I guess kids or whatever, the message um, with her romantic relationship with Park Morgan is that the goal is not a romantic relationship. The message is that being in love doesn't solve in everything because even though she, and even when they get along very well, they are happily in love, right? Tammy still has problems at work. It doesn't solve everything. She doesn't like get the guy and the rest of her life is gravy. So that was like another tradition versus modern because in a lot of these shows, when the girl gets the guy, that's like 75% of the, the conflict yeah. solved, you know? And in this, and in this case, oh no, it's like, and even when you think they're good, they go back and forth. They weave in and out. What other things did you notice about the show? I think for me, the, the other one thing that I really just wanted to kind of delve into and dig into was the whole internet protection acts, the concerns that are really happening in today's society and how the legislation led them to having a parliamentary hearing. We had a real-time search query manipulation that was going on where they were manipulating how people could see what the data for basically what's trending in so many words. So right. if they call it real-time search query, but so 
if everybody is looking at the same thing at the same time on Twitter, they show you what's trending. And that is your, you're just able to see what people are looking for. Well, there, what was happening was these two major companies were manipulating their search bar. So like, let's say you have for American users, you have Google and you got, um, what's that? Foxfire, Google and Foxfire. And the two of them are using their, top search query at the top and they're changing up what's coming up and what's being seen. Well, the mother-in-law, Gakyun's mother-in-law was part of choosing because she's dealing with somebody who's from the blue house, which is their white house. And she's dealing with some other major corporation, but in which case to determine, Oh no, we don't want them to see this because that's bad for business. Oh no, we don't want them to see that because that'll make this government official look better. Oh no, we don't want this them to see this because it'll make it, you know, this way, that way. So in terms of Americans, how you have the, um, what's the, the Russian bots, the Russian bots, or you, what are the people who have like the, uh, tinfoil and they believe people are watching and listening um luddites not is that what they're called i mean anyone who's kind of anti-technology and And skeptical and suspicious right okay okay yes well that's kind of like this is their life come true because yes these real-time these queries and manipulations and things are happening for real for real and it leads to these parliamentary hearings once people start realizing hold it, wait a minute, y'all are doing too much because you've crossed the line. Right, and I think that's a very current issue to deal with. It's interesting that they're dealing with it also. I mean, but in America, we're dealing with that issue when we talk about Russian bots, when we talk about, you know, the manipulation of um, of what uh, we see on social media. I'm not as well-versed as a lot of people. I just know that I want my internet to be free and open. <laughs> You know, so, and I'm sure there are listeners who can speak to and comment to, you know, more about this issue, but it was interesting that they brought it up and that it was actually a a major point for Tammy because in the beginning of the show, Tammy is, is the fall guy for what her said it was wrong. Go ahead. Right, right. She was the fall guy. She, she, her job was to make sure that there was a level of integrity to how they handled this data. And ultimately, Gakun used her and tried to make her the fall guy. And then when she found a way out of it, they basically crucified crucified her for it. And, you know, to bring it back to the show or to the, you know, other issues related to this series, it was an interesting thing to see women controlling their own destinies, right? Because she wasn't going to take the fall for the failures of the company. Uh, when she got fired, you didn't see her run home to mom or dad and and cry tears like you would see in some other dramas. What does she do? She turns around and gets that job with Barrow, the competition. I, I think that there was just... A job with Barrow, but a job doing dang on near exactly what she was doing over at the other company. Right. I mean, I think there was just like a big push. I mean, bringing it back a little bit to the feminism of the show, you know, there was a even um, Scarlett, she managed her future boyfriend's boyfriend's career. It wasn't like she just was like cutesy on the side. There was there was a big push for these women to take control, not to just sit back or to let things happen to them. 
but even the secondary characters. So uh, I believe her name is Nakun. Nakun. The one that she brought with her? That Tammy brought with her to the new company? No, no, no. no, no. She's the one who um, was basically over... Why can I not think of the name of that first company? Man, I can't remember the first company, and it wasn't like a hard name. But I will say this. I know you're talking about the one with the ponytail, the red ponytail. Yes, redhead, redhead. Right, right, right. Yeah, the one, the second bad guy. (laughs) Unicorn, Unicorn. Oh. She was like the hedge of Unicorn. But so as the show goes on, there comes a point where they try to place her in this Really, you're a puppet. You're here because we allow you to be here and you're going to do what we say, do or whatever, whatever. She took the hit, but then brought herself back around again. And I was like, okay, she didn't just let it go like something else said. What she did was she she sat back in the corner until she had an opportunity to come back out and reestablish herself again. And I like right. that about her, that she didn't just take it and go lick her wounds at home. No, she said, oh, okay, I see what y'all doing. Let me see how I'm going to counteract this. And when I think back to the young lady who was dating uh, Tim X and when she found out that he had been cheating or whatever, she kept up with him, but she kept on using all of the drama and all of what was going on to her benefit for her like hits on her website and on her podcast that she was doing. Not podcast. She was doing a vlog. A vlog. A vlog? I think that's what she was doing. Because she... she Filming herself in the middle of the street doing various things. Girl, she oh, yeah, she was yeah, she was doing a vlog. Okay. So yeah, she used to her benefit for her blog, vlog all of the stuff that was going on around her. I like that even the sub characters were not just laid back and fall over kind of females. They were still stand up and be about business for females. Right. And and that leads me to another point. I mean, it's it's slightly different, but I must say it. Tammy was a boss. Like her condo was fire. Her clothes, for the most part, were fire. You know, like she was trying. Right, right, right. She had a Maserati that was nice. Right. I mean, she was so. I mean, I don't know cars, so I. But I just know that she she had a car, and the car was bomb. She was so cool that she played video games like in the middle of the night to you know, like she she was really dealing with real life issues like a boss. People throw under the bus. She comes back. You know, she dealt with betrayal of her friends and then she had to, and then she turned around and she was like trying to be a better supervisor, like in the middle of this show. Okay. They show her kind of learning to be a better supervisor by listening and watching her coworkers and and the people who worked under her. So, I mean, you know, just hats off. Like Tammy was the boss anyway. (laughs) And conversely, not conversely, but Scarlett, in her own way, she was a tough chick with a soft heart. She was super protective of the people around her. When dude cheated on her, she went after him like someone you see on a reality show. Like, she came for him. So, I mean, I just... Her and Tammy chased chased that man down. Right, right. (laughs) Like, he got punked twice over, right? But, and on Vicky, one of the um, commenters, Primer521, described Scarlett's energy as sweet but psycho. <laughs> so I was oh, like, hilarious. I was like, it's true, it's true, it's true. What other observations did you make? I really would like to say, I think overall, we've kind of covered the majority of my takeaways. Um, like I said, I I think when we had spoken initially, 
one of the things that I said then, and I will say again, the OST was to die for. So I fell in love with this song by Sam Kim called Sent by Sam Kim. And when I tell you, like, it was initially, I I heard it on, I want to say episode three, and it wasn't the full amount. It was just like, you know, a little bit of it you could hear. So then I hear it the next episode, which is episode four and get online and I'm like hey does anybody know what that song is hey can you figure out what that like is? a crackhead oh yeah I'm a crackhead you hear me I went on and I downloaded N-A-V-E-R Navier music which is totally in Korean I cannot read any of what it says but I was on there because it's like an app where you can put the song you know let it listen to the song and it'll tell you what song it is oh wow I couldn't find the song Oh, like, no. Oh, somebody has to know what this is. You went so to I'm YouTube? Oh, I went to, I, I did everything American first that I knew how. Then that's when I started pulling from other places. So as I keep on digging, keep on digging, I'm on Instagram talking to people. I'm off over here typing in the comments, talking to people on Vicky. I'm on um, Facebook talking to people. Finally, a girl tells me, I think it's Sam Kim. I'm not 100% sure, but hold, we got to wait because they haven't released the OST yet. So every day I'm going and I'm looking for this OST every day till I finally found it. And I love that song. There's some great songs on the uh, OST total. But that one right there, that one like was a hook line to on top of this being like an awesome drum. The music is fire. Yes. Yeah, see, you, you're you more of a music lover than I am. I mean, I enjoy music, but you you straight up stalk. Like, and then she has it all in her phone and in the car. Like, yeah, you love your music. So I still have like a couple of notes. I will say that the kiss between Park Morgan and Tammy in the office kitchenette was fire and oh, hot and everything. Yeah. That was something. You love when the show is an adult show and not like one of those teenage shows. I mean, I love those too, but it's it's just so that you can see him lay his lips on hers. Woo, bruh. I was like, okay, you a young one, but you know what you're doing. I mean, it was a nice scene. What did you think? <laughs> I thought that was it's not like how it happened, just the whole way they set up where it was them meeting at the office. What did was that their first time realizing that they worked together? No, she no, no, knew, no. She didn't know. Okay. So they knew at that point. I think they knew at that point, but they were like avoiding each other or she was avoiding him or something like that. And the the way they just set the whole thing up was so cool. I did. I like that scene too. Right. And then another observation I had was that I didn't think that uh Gakun was nice enough to her husband. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think it's just in general I didn't think so. And I I theorized at least when I was taking notes, that it was because she's bisexual. But because she checked for him, but she didn't completely, like, he was not ugly. Like, he was a handsome man. And belatedly, he was trying to help her out, right? Because you find out that he kind of was doing all that cheating to give her an out to leave. I just think that towards the end, when you see, like, he gives her a place to stay, when she's been kicked out, I just, I felt like she was not as nice to him as she could have been. I just, maybe I had a crush on him. I don't know. But 
What did you think? Because I do, I feel like she was very cold to him because in his defense, yes. Now, one of the things that if you go to Vicky and you go to the search WW website, of course, see your standard where you got the, it tells you about the episode, the, the drama, you can see all the different episodes, you see the cast member, you see reviews. But if you keep scrolling on down, there's a thing where they have this uh, road plan for Search WWW. And if you keep scrolling down, there's information about each one of the character, one of the main characters. Right. So Gakyun's husband is there. And again, I was right. His name was uh, Jin Woo. So Jin Woo is like, and this is where I found that because I was like, maybe he didn't say this, but I, maybe he typed it. Maybe it was this. His character's written expressions was that he was the black sheep of the family. He didn't have the right kind of education. His mother didn't really want him to run the company. He was just kind of there because what other choice did he have? And I think he's second son. I don't think he's first son, which matters in the Korean culture. Right. Um, right. I mean, I mean, clearly there was, I didn't know exactly. I knew he was a black sheep, but I didn't know exactly why. I thought it was because he chose to go into that field, to go into kind of being a, um, you know, owning a movie studio or a media company or whatever he was doing. But clearly when you see the interaction with the family, it's like the mom fixates on him a little bit, but then she pushed him to the side because you saw how they got treated at the funeral when she told the cousin or whatever to move forward to give some kind of presentation instead of the son. So I just feel like he was a product of his family. He married her because he was told to marry her. And, and then the fact that, you know, I think he fell in love with her and she didn't notice him. I think she didn't give him the time of day. I, maybe she was in love. I don't know who she was in love with, but she was not checking for him. And that was disrespectful because he was fine. Anyway. So I'm going to share this little tidbit because I think it's kind of, it helps to fill in who he is. Right. And again, I do. I had empathy for him and I did feel like he was trying with everything he knew how, but it says, even though she gave up on me as a son, talking about his mother, she still cared about who will be my future wife. She found an intelligent, capable woman who could offset my deficiencies. That woman is my wife. Now my mother is never wrong. She knows what position she holds in our household and she is obedient talking about his wife, but she never, but ever since my family saved her family from bankruptcy, she has become completely submissive to my mother. My mother, my wife, who was a vivacious and ele- who was vivacious and elegant, is like a flower that bloomed and withered in the cold winter. I was a bystander to the whole process. I was cowardly acting, clueless about it all. In the 10 years that we've been married, my wife has never asked me for anything. The first thing she asked me for was a divorce. While we were married, I was not faithful. I dated many other women during that time. She even has proof of my adultery. I'm curious how she'll use this evidence during our divorce trials. I look forward to your responses. That's how that portion goes. But so, damn. I need to go read that on Vicky, man, because they're breaking it down. It gave you lots of background information for all of the different characters and what was really going on with them and how there were pieces that you missed. Like, oh, okay, okay. That's why this was happening. Because earlier up, he says, um, you can't just, you can just think of me as a so-called Chable son. 
mother owns and runs a company and I think my older brother will take her position. I wasn't interested in things like that. Even though I was taught by elite tutors, I have no interest in studying. Um, besides that, everything else is quite obvious. I am the troubled child of my household. Wow. You're so sad. That's why I didn't like uh, how the show kind of ended. And again, I'm going to say spoiler alerts. I just, I mean, I liked it in that from a, when you think about it, think about a modern take on these television shows. I liked it, right? But when I yeah. think about just the romantic heart that I have, I just wanted it to be cleaned up and perfect and tied with a bow. I wanted her to turn around and at least give him a wink, give him something, shoot, give that man some hope. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I just, uh, anyway, so anyway. She begins off by saying, I have been married for 10 years. I don't have any children. It's a bit strange for me to say that I'm someone's wife, though. I'm in an arranged marriage. This is very common for the society that I live in. This loveless marriage has not been an unhappy one. That's her first paragraph. Right. Again, whatever her case was, whatever his case was, I do agree with you and I do feel she was extremely cold to him when he was trying to throw her bone and trying to, I realize I have been a screw up. I realize my whole life I've been considered the, the bad guy for you because you've never asked me for anything. I want you to have whatever you want. And if right. divorce is what you want, I'm going to make that happen. Right, right. I mean, and then that's why that one scene when he hems up that dude in the lobby of a hotel or something, I'm like, yeah, dude, good job, good job. Because, you know, that. what happened? Because remember, some guy, who, who was the guy? Some guy was disrespectful to him and he took it up to a point and he would have let that guy go. But then the guy said one more thing and I forget what he said. And then. Guy Kuhn's husband hemmed up on him, like clutched his tie, like, bitch, you ain't gonna try me. Don't you know who I am? And I was like, oh, you sexy, you on the low. You you're gangster too on the low. Right. See, they and and then he like kind of backed off and just and even the guy who's supposed to be like the um bodyguard or something backed up because he was not going to, he wasn't gonna get in the way. He wasn't going to, like, say anything to Jin Wu. Like, Jin Wu is Chaibo. What, what you going to do? And when he straight up was like, he didn't he didn't beat him down, but he I, he straight up hemmed him up with his tie. Like, I got you. I got you. And, like, he, I think he choked the dude. He choked him out. It's, it's lovely. Anyway, <laughs> so maybe my favorite character of the whole series is not Tammy. No, it's Jin Wu. Who knew? <laughs> So what I, it, I, I feel you because I really did. I, I liked him as the show was going on. I really did. I thought he was a cool character. I liked how he functioned. And I just felt like some or Gakun was not giving him any, any, any kind of room. Right. None at all. But um, another thing I noticed that I loved about the show was its level of sophistication. Okay, can I say that correctly? I love the level of sophistication on the show. As in the conversation, the back and forth between Gakun and her husband and her mother-in-law. Like when you see how she and her mother-in-law shade each other and throw jabs, 
like verbal jabs at each other. It's a thing of beauty because like the number of times the, the mother-in-law is not slapping her across the face. No, she's telling her, she's like, you know what? I haven't even shown you what I got yet. Are you ready for it? Got cuteness. Like, you don't know what I have. The mother-in-law, you know, like their conversations are like that, but it's real calm. Like the, the threats are very calm. I loved it. And she has to give up everything. Like Gakun has to give up everything to become the free woman she wanted to be. And that is just like such an interesting concept to me. You're used to seeing female characters in these dramas unhappy with their circumstance, right? But in order, she, I think there's a, an interesting development. We're, we're used to seeing the bad guy or the antagonist go from being a horrible person to like towards the end they redeem themselves i mean these dramas are famous for like building up a bad guy making them crap on wheels and then somehow towards the end they they can redeem themselves more and more now you're seeing a character when they're a bad guy they end up in jail but back in the day it's like you could do all kinds of dirty dirt and then they'd be like but at the last minute, you were okay. Well, in that, it's kind of similar with Gakun. Gakun, for the most part, was first you thought she was a mentor, then you found out she was a snake in the grass and two faced. Then you find out that she's dealing with a whole bunch of stuff on her, you know, for herself and on her own. And you realize, okay, this is why, you know, she was hemmed up herself. She she didn't want to, she never actually was completely apologetic to Tammy, right? Like, oh. all the way through. She never completely went, Tammy, I'm sorry I was your friend and I played you to the left. Like, she never did that. But you could see that she, in her own way, was fighting for her life and fighting for her dignity. And so it was just, like, the level of the, the story within the story within the story, not just assuming that, okay, she's a bad guy, yes, but here's the bad guy story, and this is how she overcomes. Like, there was just an extra level of sophistication in this show. What do you think? And, oh, I'm agreeing with you totally. I do. The way the communications went, the way the, even the dis, the things that were wrong. So, like, okay, my favorite scene, I don't care what anybody says, my favorite scene is when Tammy and Scarlett beat up old boy's car <laughs> oh yeah uh but the window i don't girl. know the name of that song but yes <laughs> no and 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 it was stellar okay you, you described the scene you described the scene because it was a good one yes i just loved it because they were both in harmony these two were just now coming together to determine that they're gonna hang out and try and be somewhat decent to each other where prior to they were in this situation of being um what is it? Rivals. They were rivals. And right. so now they're working together. But the I guess the beauty of the point of us learning about their dynamics and all of the layers, because it was very multi-layered, was right. that once she figured out whose car it was, it was like, oh, crap. What did I? Ah, I didn't know. But prior to that, yeah, she was all in. And I think one of the things I also wanted to point out with this, because they had their bat swinging. They was ready. They tore the car up. Straight up like Beyonce. Yeah, they they did it. They did it. Um, 
Tammy, not Tammy, Scarlett was also one of the women who I paid attention to because she, okay, I don't know what these things are called, but it's kind of like them escape rooms, but it's a room where you can go and release your anger. So right. go to these angry rooms where she could just choose and they, they knew her like, oh, okay, same room from last time or you want to try, oh, I got a good one for you this time, Scarlett, you know, whatever her name was. Scarlett was not what everyone used. That was her work name. Um, I got a good one for you this time. And he had a different type of room set up for her to smash a TV, smash helmets, you know, like right. she was all about getting out her aggression and I think that's healthy. I think that we do sometimes need to stop and realize you might have these feelings. You might have these emotions, realize they're there, deal with them so that you can be a better functioning human. And I like that she was that evolved and that leads to that sophistication you were speaking on. I feel like that was a sophisticated move. She could have been someone who was just out there beating up on people because she had already been to jail for an assault. Right, right, right. (laughs) Right, right, right. Straight up thug. Right, out there beating up on people and mistreating people. But she realized she needed to release. She realized, okay, I'm this type of person. This is what I need to do to help myself and let me go on and do what I need to do. She didn't drag anybody else into it. It wasn't a major function. It was just something so that you could know more about her character. But I like that about her. Right. And just to give, you know, you you like that about the scene. And I'll add this to this explanation to the scene. I forget all the details, but Tammy met with the husband because he was paying her off, right? And he gave her a bag of cash. And then, right, right, right? And then she goes out, Scarlett beats the crap out of his car. Then when he comes out and his wife comes out, got cum. She drops the cash at his feet and she's like, here, let me pay it off. Let me let me pay for the damage I did to your car. Because she was not going to be paid off. And see, that's, that's what I'm saying. Okay, I'm going to say it this way and people do not lose your minds, but I have to say it this way. These bitches were bosses, okay? Thugged out one way or the other, yes. whether they were hemming folks. Maybe it's, maybe it's the old school STL North side in me, but I'm like hemming <laughs> folks up in bathrooms, busting car windows, like all of them, one way or the other, and then dropping money at feet. You're not going to buy me. Like each of these women in their own way was like, you're not going to buy me. And I was like, yes. You know, I may I may stumble and fall and I may end up crying in the rain, you know, on the side. <laughs> like Tammy's straight up crying in the rain off a dude. But you're not, you, you know, you're not going to beat me. And I just, I love that. And then you remind me because I can't remember. Did we ever know anything about Tammy's family life? Because we knew the family life about... Park Morgan, we knew the family life of Gakun. I don't think we had Scarlett's family life, but do we even have Tammy's family life? Like, did they ever discuss it? Um, To the point that I don't even remember if they ever showed a picture or a mentioning of Tammy's mom when Park Morgan was dealing with his mom. Like, I right. don't think Tammy, they gave us any of that. Not even that right. when she was dealing with her situation of being all over the news for... Right. Um, the case, no one was ever, oh, Tammy, watch out. No, no, we, they didn't give you any of that. So right. It was almost like she was blank. Right. I mean, I think it's, I, I think that's an interesting choice given how often 
these dramas will show not just a person, but their connection with family, whether it's siblings, whether it's like parents, somewhere you bump it into their family. And given that Tammy was the lead, it's it's an interesting choice. I'm trying to figure out, okay, was she an orphan and we didn't know it? Because she she clearly was anti-serious relationship, right? Or anti-marriage. Like maybe she was more anti-marriage. She was in a long-term relationship with her ex and then she never married him and therefore not kids. Was there a reason for that that we're missing? Anyone who goes to that Vicky portion where they talk about the characters, yeah. you know, yeah. let me <laughs> let us know because... I don't know. Like, do they just not have time to talk about? No, that there's always uh-uh. a reason. Yeah, I, I I kind of feel like she was left blank purposefully. This is it was too intentional right. because again, as he dealt with mothering situation, that would have been a great segue just to show her remembering a time being with her mom or if her mother had passed away or her her father. We saw none of that. We saw no fam- familial connections at all. No aunt, no uncle, no Hamoni, no nothing. Brother, sisters, nothing. We saw nothing. Hamoni is grandmother. We saw nothing. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. We have to think about that. People, please, like, if you can comment, depending on where this is posted, please do, because you know, nice we li- we like more information. Yeah. What you say? It'd be nice to know if someone has some, I said back drama, but backstory to kind of give us more feeling on that. Right. Especially if like you speak Korean and you can like, you know, because because here's the thing. I love Vicky. I mean, I love Vicky. I love Vicky's comments, but it's never going to be the person who speaks Korean and understands the subtext and what people are really saying in the culture. So please explain why Tammy's family was not mentioned. I don't think at all. I don't think at all. Anyway. So anyway, I enjoy this drama. I will look up what these, the writers of this drama um, or producers have done before because I want to see something else like this. Any final thoughts or final observations before we end this episode? No, I, I think we have said it all. Again, this was an excellent drama. It is one of my like top, if I start rating one of my top dramas to watch, and I, I have to agree with something else that if you are new to drama watching, this one might be a good starter because it is Americanized. It has lots of things that we deal with, understand, and, you know, can make make sense. Right. Well, thank you all for listening um, to this episode about Search WWW. We look forward to your comments and any kind of feedback. This is something else. And so Ray. Have a good one. Thank you so much for listening to Black Girl Soul. We enjoyed having you, and please subscribe, like, and follow our Facebook page, YouTube channel, Twitter page, Instagram page, and join our Facebook group. You can also find us on Patreon. Please look below for links. See you guys next week.